to the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the last episode of the month. It's the end of September. I don't know how we got that far, but hopefully you all are doing well. I just wanted to take a little bit of time to kind of do a catch up on my life. I haven't been updating you quite as much on Instagram or definitely on the podcast, and I just feel like there's a lot going on, and I just wanted to chat with you, if that's okay. Is that okay? But I did want to start by thanking a show sponsor that makes this show possible, and that is a new book called Will You Be My Friend? You guys, this is the sequel to Guess How Much I Love You. You know that darling children's picture book we've all read to our kids? This book also features Little Nut Brown Hair, but this time he meets a new friend, and it is the sweetest book ever. You know what? I love giving books instead of cards at baby showers. It's a great time to help your friends to stock up their library. And there are so many sweet picture books out there. And Will You Be My Friend would be a fantastic choice. And I read this with my little Jackson. And we were cuddled up on the couch right after we finished our homeschooling. And it was just the sweetest experience. He loved the pictures. He loved the story. And I loved how it tied into that first book that we had read so many times. And so it's just more goodness, which is great. One of my favorite ways to teach my kids is through stories. And so we can talk about how to make friends. And hopefully my kids will be going back to school soon, crossing our fingers. And this is a perfect way to start some conversations with Jackson about making some new friends in his kindergarten class. So this brand new book by Candlewick Press comes out September 29th. Will You Be My Friend is available anywhere books are sold, and you are going to love reading this with your kids. It's quickly going to become a family favorite. Thanks so much to this book publisher for sponsoring the show. Alrighty, everybody. I'm so excited to chat with you because it's just been a long, long time. You may have seen a couple weeks ago that we did a gender reveal. I'm pregnant with my fourth baby. I'm now 14 weeks along and we were able to find out via blood tests because I am technically a geriatric pregnancy, which means I get a few extra blood tests and thankfully everything came back looking really good. I've already cleared my diabetes test, all the things, and they were able to tell me the gender. And so we did a gender reveal. We shot off a chalk cannon thing that was not near the explosiveness of the gender reveal firework that started the California wildfires in Southern California. I can't even. Can you even imagine that poor family? I mean, yes, it was a terrible mistake on their part, but holy moly, I bet they never could have dreamed it could have gone so awry. So, so sad. So glad those fires are finally getting under control to some degree. But you probably saw there was some blue chalk lit off with our gender reveal. And if you look closely in the video, my oldest, Parker, threw his shoe. (laughs) Now, I had long said that we were done having kids. I had had the impression that three was our number and I was supposed to pour into what we had. And on Jackson's fifth birthday, we got the positive pregnancy test that we were indeed pregnant. And... Just as I've been getting older, I'm 36 right now. I'll be 37 when I deliver. And I was just feeling like 
it's not going to be my choice very soon if I want to have another baby and expand our family. And family is just really the highest priority to us. And that's how we want to spend our time and spend our money and spend our focus. And so we thought, okay, for the next six months, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And we'll just kind of go for it and we'll just see what happens. And I thought since I was getting older, it probably wouldn't be so easy. I had a lot of problems getting pregnant with Parker to begin with. And so I just wasn't sure. Well, found out on Jackson's fifth birthday, positive pregnancy test, and we were shocked to say the least, like really, really shocked, pleased, delighted. Um, I was a little bit more delighted than Pete. I think Pete was more shocked and like, wow, didn't think that would work. (laughs) And really, we just had the intention of growing our family. But of course, because we have three boys, There's just something in me that also longs for the experience of having a daughter. And the boys were really also hopeful that this could be a little sister. But we knew full well we were wanting to add a baby to our family, not add specifically a girl. So I do the blood test at 10 weeks, get the results back, fire off the chalk cannon, and it's blue. (laughs) We just all thought... It was a girl. We just, I don't know. We were all just so hopeful for that. So to see that, it was really surprising. And if you've had that experience, you know, it's just kind of a mental shift. We are so excited and elated and grateful for this baby in our family. And we know it's exactly what we're supposed to have. But I would be lying if I said there wasn't a ping of, darn it because there's just something different and special about having a daughter specifically um just kind of getting dibs on you know some of those firsts that people have in life picking out your wedding dress you know uh, being first to see grandbabies oftentimes you know just oftentimes things side with the girl's family right and so to have boys I just kind of have to accept that maybe we're kind of the backup long term. But that being said, I just have every intent to be the best mother-in-law I can be and have my daughter-in-laws want to be around me and want to include me and things like that. And so I've also talked a lot about on the podcast the joy and the privilege it is to raise boys into men and how desperately our world needs solid young men and husbands and and worthy gentlemen to marry these daughters that are so precious to these parents and you know it's just we all have such a unique responsibility to raise our specific kids and i have no doubt that that these are mine for a very specific reason including this this boy in my belly but man you guys i have been so sick i I don't know if it's age or what, but I am still 14 weeks. I think I'm 15 weeks when this airs. So sick, like nauseous all day and then like dry heaving or throwing up a couple times a day, mostly during Zoom calls. Maybe I'm just over Zoom calls, (laughs) but uh, really can only eat specific things. And I like think of that specific thing really quickly and then I need to have it immediately um I've made multiple dinners and then couldn't eat it after at the conclusion of making it I mean pregnancy is just so weird but I really just 
I feel really fortunate um, for so many reasons and in so many ways. And I'm just grateful for this experience. And know that it will be so different this time around. Having Parker will be 11 and Jackson will be five, five and a half when the baby's born. And they're going to remember me pregnant. They're going to be able to help me with the baby. They're going to, you know, hopefully learn some more responsibility with helping me out, helping the baby, tending to them. And I hope that I can slow down a lot more than I did when I had a bunch of toddlers running around who needed me. And I hope I can just savor this baby in a way I wasn't able to with the other ones when I was, you know, three deep under five years old. You know what I mean? So it's just a real privilege. And um, just I just pray that everything continues to, to go well. I have an appointment this week that I'm looking forward to hear the heartbeat again. And uh, it's just always reassuring, right? So that is the pregnancy update. Parker did come around to it by that night, I would say. Uh, I mean, it did take a few hours, actually, for him. The other boys were like, darn it. But he was really set on wanting to have a little sister. And by the nighttime, he was like, well, you know, usually the boys like soccer better. So I'll really be able to teach him how to play soccer. And we can share room. And he can wear some of the clothes I used to wear. And, you know, logistically, it's just very practical to have another boy. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll work out just, just fine. So Parker's okay. Okay, a few other updates. Uh, homeschooling. So we have been virtually schooling since August 11th. And I want to report back saying it's going pretty well. And if it's not going well in your home, I see you, I feel you, and I totally get it. Because there have been days that have been so, so hard. And I know that many families are experiencing more hard days than not. And I think it's just luck that it's going okay. I think it's my teachers have, or my kids have extraordinary teachers that are just embracing this form of teaching. And they're really doing an incredible job, which helps translate to my kids being successful. And so teachers, I applaud you. I am still getting emails at 1.30 a.m., from some teachers in the middle of the night saying, okay, here's an updated assignment or can you let your kids know this? I mean, these teachers are working round the clock to adapt to these new changes and it is beyond their pay grade. So California, I'm in Southern California. Uh, we may look at going back um, in person, at least in some capacity in about two weeks which would be great. However, only my youngest in kindergarten, Jackson, is on the track to go back to school. The older two, I opted for a different um, route for education just to have a little bit more stability for them. And But even if I can just get Jackson back in, because he's really the one that's still struggling the most, kind of connecting the dots of this is school, we sit up for school, we don't lay our heads down on the table, we don't make faces in the camera. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, and uh, just struggling with assignments and just connecting like, these are your classmates. This is your teacher. It's really hard for them to connect the dots when that's their first formal school experience. So I'm really hopeful Jackson can get back. But the older two are doing well overall. I think having a set schedule has been really helpful. I think having um, an incentive of some sort after school, whether it's soccer or friends. Parker's been doing kind of a coordinated effort with two other friends where he goes to their houses to do school, school work twice a week. That's been working really, really well. 
and for some reason they're just super motivated by like seeing the list of things that need to get done and then trying to blaze through them as productively as they can and I as a former teacher have really enjoyed being more on top of what they're learning so Ossie and I were on a walk today and he's been learning about landforms in school and typically in public school I would maybe glance at the papers he was completing in class and then throw them in the trash but I would never like read through them or go over it with them or things. But now I'm like reading about canyons and islands and how they form and answering questions with him. And we were on a walk today and we were observing some different things in nature. We were able to relate them back to what he's learning in school, like virtual school. And I thought, I'm so glad to know what's going on with him and what he's learning about so I can tie them in. And then he's sharing even more information with me. And... I just feel really connected to their education. And I think the more that it shows that I value what they're learning, the more they'll value what they're learning, right? Obviously, there's been huge limitations as well. Um, technology issues, microphone issues on their computer. Typing continues to be a struggle, especially by the second half of the assignments during the day. They're just like tapped out with typing, especially the third grader. And he's just like, can you just type for me? I can't do anymore because it just takes him so much longer. And I feel for him. And so sometimes I help him out with that. But that's been really challenging. And I just really, really feel for children who are struggling to connect with this form of learning whose parents are not readily available, maybe because of your work schedule or multiple kids or whatever it is that prevents you from being able to be fully present. And I'm sure if you're a working parent and you're listening to this, you're just as stressed that you're not able to be that person for them. I'm flexible and I can answer their questions and be there for them and it's and it's pretty simple for me. And even though I do miss free time and you know aspects of that flexibility, and I'm just exhausted all the time, boy, am I grateful and recognize that I'm in a great position to be able to support them in this form of learning. While many, many, and dare I say most families in this country are not. Even the best parents maybe feel like they're failing at this. And I really feel for children with special needs who are not getting near the support they need, the pullouts they need, the parents are not getting the respite, Zoom is just not a great format for, you know, helping children to connect socially and to stay focused in things. And I was talking with a friend whose child has Down syndrome and it was just like it is a battle every single day to get her to participate. And it is so hard. So all my love goes out to every single parent listening who is struggling with this. I think we're all just absolutely doing the best we can and we have to realize that is enough for right this second. And we have to let go of any other expectations. My house is messier. I'm not cooking as much. And that's just the way it is because this is my priority. Helping my kids succeed in this way is my priority. And you have to realize in your own homes, what is your priority right now? How are you going to make it happen? And what can go by the wayside? in order to make those things happen a little bit more smoothly and with a little less stress, right? So I also want to say I love you, teachers. Love you, love you, love you. This is so hard and so different than the job you signed up for, and we just appreciate your best effort. 
If you're struggling with your te child's teacher right now, I urge you to communicate with them as best you can in a polite way, but just to extend so much grace because they are doing the very best they can. So those are the main two topics in my life. I will say that my respite has been watching shows and reading and I just finished two fantastic books that I cannot recommend enough. If you like fiction and you're looking for something fluffy and if you like anything royal, this might be for you. So it's the American Royals series. So there's two books. The first one's called American Royal. The second one, it just came out and it's called Majesty and they're by Catherine McGee. And if you've read The Royal We or The Air Affair, it's like that kind of, but those take place in Europe. This is if America had a monarchy, what it could be like. And so it's kind of similar drama and things like that, but it's super clean, super well written. I think even better written than The Royal We actually and just delightful. The characters are all really well developed and likable even when they're not likable. And I just can't recommend it enough. I think this is a fantastic read for just about everybody. So it's the American Royal series. There's two books in it and I wish there was more. I just finished today and I'm sad about it. <laughs> I also just finished um, rewatching Heart of Dixie, which is a show on Netflix. I'm watching The Home Edit, which has been an enjoyable um, new show. And I'm rewatching New Girl, which is so, so funny as well. So anywho, that is the life of the Dahlquist in a nutshell. I hope... That brings you up to speed. I haven't been posting as much on Instagram because I just feel stressed out on there right now, to be honest. And like, you just can't say anything right. And so you kind of have to wonder, like, should I even show up at all? Um, also, I've been really sick and not photogenic at all. <laughs> and so I just haven't been taking pictures or being on there. And I hope to get on more in the future. I'm actually feeling really good, like right this second. I feel almost normal. So that's great. I hope everyone out there is hanging in there, doing their best, making the most of it. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadahlquist3. Um, I will link to some of the things I talked about today at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. Next week, we'll be back for a new interview. So stay tuned for that. Be well, everybody. Wash your hands. Be kind. Do something nice for somebody else this week. Give your kids an extra hug. And we'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.